0: Thanks for listening to tonight's all-new post-WrestleMania edition of the Club k Podcast, proudly hosted by the Giant Media Ball. It's like a giant ball of media without the fleas. This week, myself, Chris, and Dan talk WrestleMania. Did we even know what the Sting feud was about? Brock flips out, Cole's shoe flips all over the place, and everyone dies. AJ Lee's retirement, Justin Roberts' blog, top ten of the week, points or... Buried and more on tonight's Club K-Fame podcast. And we are back with our show to review the big show, but not that big show. Hope you enjoy our Wrestlemania preview show, and now you're going to hear what we thought about it. So today, as always, I'm Pat McDermott. Alongside me is Dan Peck.
1: Just a bit outside.
0: And Chris O'Mealy.
1: Yes, and thank you to Giant Media Ball, again, for your constant support and sponsorship. Giant Media Ball. It's like a Giant Ball of Media
0: without the fleas i appreciate the flea free zone too because honestly if we were there and they had fleas we probably would have all had fleas by now but we don't there's no fleas
1: indeed all right we're gonna kick off this podcast with but 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 breaking news that broke about two hours ago um a.j lee has retired this is official. From this WWE.
2: Specifically, just as yeah, WWE. specifically
1: WWE, yeah. Uh, good for her. Congratulations. I'm sure that that was a long time coming after the Punk situation.
0: You know um, what, but- though? She was a trailblazer, for sure. And uh, I know I mentioned this already, but I, I think that she's, she's done her job. Now she can go back to her home planet, basically. Uh, she came in. And she did for the Divas what Punk did for a lot of the indie guys, and that's made room for them to become bigger stars. And I think yeah. that's awesome and Hall of Fame worthy. And I don't care what anyone says.
1: Um, I haven't seen too many troll comments since this is still pretty new, but I've seen two things I want to address. One, she's been wrestling for way long, just a handful of years because indies do matter. And two... She absolutely loved her job, and to say otherwise it makes you an idiot.
0: Right. She was someone who actually wanted to improve the conditions, like I just said, and that, that shows enough. I mean, look, look at what she's done for Paige on the way out. She's made sure that people, can, people who are fans of her are now going to be fans of Paige.
1: Right. So good for her. Um, the door's pretty much open to anything she wants to do at this point. So good job, AJ. We'll miss you. She's going year, to write be Woman Thor. Ronda gonna no, beat her by the end of the year. <laughs> Book it. All right, so let's talk about some stuff that happened at WrestleMania, starting with the pre-show. We had the tag team title match in which Cesaro and Tyson Kidd retained their belts oh. against one Uso, Los Matadors, and two-thirds of New Day.
0: I wanted to mention great prediction, Chris, because I know last time on the show you predicted that Tyson Kid was who you wanted to get the pinfall, but you said Cesaro was the one who you saw getting the pinfall, and he did. So congratulations on that great prediction.
1: Oh thank you. Well, you know what? Sometimes you can just telegraph these things and stuff and things.
0: But that was an um, awesome match. They they got um Uso number two so out of the way pretty quickly too.
1: Yeah. And I bet you that his paycheck's going to be the same as mine.
0: <laughs> Uso Hall of Fame, Hall of Fame speech. speech.
1: Yep. But um, it was a smart way to write Jay out. And I like how all the managers got involved in some capacity. so they, weren't just they out all there had, had a third
2: person. Every single one of them had a
1: third person. Well, one of them had half a person.
0: <laughs> you know what? Real quick, speaking of the Hall of Fame. To mention last week, and since we're talking about the Usos, when Rikishi was like, "Now I've got this. Take a look," and puts the mic, like, he puts the ring right by where the mic is, and no one can see it, and then the mic just goes and lowers. We talked Did about that. To catch that. We, Did we talked about that. Yeah, because it was hilarious. Oh my
1: god! Wow, where was I?
3: Where were you? <laughs> where were
1: you? <laughs> All right. Um, then we had the Entree Battle Royal. Which uh, Big Show ended up winning, which was kind of like, eh, all right. So he finally won a battle royal, and LOL, it's on the pre-show, mm-hmm. and historically nothing comes of it. Which is exactly what happened on Raw. They pretty much made no mention of it at all. He's well, they showed they keep up with a statue. With it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it's right. just it
0: teleports to ringside, and it has Cesaro's <laughs> name on it, but does not have Big Show's name on it yet. Um, <laughs> which is
2: weird because, <laughs> weird because the, the it got destroyed last year. <laughs> it's yeah. gonna get
0: destroyed. And that's when the name will happen. That's, they'll be like, we got to make the one for next year, but we got to put the name on it. Um, <laughs> but Mania got eliminated first.
1: That was pretty funny. Um, Hideo Itami got a couple of spots in before he got eliminated. You know, I'm, I'm glad was, that they at least let him do something.
0: I'm surprised he didn't eliminate anyone, though. I thought they were going to try to use this as a way to kind of make him appeal to the audience, but it seemed like he hit Big Show with like a flurry of punches, and they're just like, yep, you're out.
1: Yeah. Well, when Big Show ended up being the winner, I guess that's kind of makes sense. When, but we, yeah. all, we all know what the real story in the battle royal was. It was the big guy that, getting eliminated. Oh, Sorrow almost won again.
0: You know, you won't want to know how pissed off I almost rage quit when <laughs> Ryback right got thrown over.
1: It's like fucking it,
3: stupid, Big Show. I hate you.
1: <laughs> I can see that happening too. <laughs> Very. It's <funny. laughs> like Zod. Damn it. When it comes to Ryback, Pat's the big mark. I am a big mark for the big guy. Um, But, but, yeah, but the real story was the breakup. The breakup, where Mizdow eliminated the Miz and got a huge pop.
0: Yeah, it was, there. then they kind of did, they did two things. They did the, um, whoa, big show almost going over the top rope once, and then they did the Benoit, where... Damien Sandow's like, I'm gonna choke you out and take you over that way. And yeah, then... that's what
1: I thought their finish was gonna be. I'm like, they're gonna do the Benoit finish, but then it's just like, uh, nah. Yeah, they're no, they did, like, win.
0: two classic Big Show finishes for the Rumble to tease you, and then the third try was just, nope.
1: Yeah. But the only...
0: per- it makes perfect sense for him to win it, though. I mean... Yeah.
1: Here, here's my one and only complaint about this booking decision. You moved it to the pre-show, when you had two hours to go. You could have at least done, like... 10 second entrances for people so they could at least get that pop that's that's such a that's such a pet peeve of mine with battle royal entrances can be so important because everybody gets that individual pop and it gets the crowd more excited about who's coming out
0: you could have recapped it on the show itself too just like you know a quick recap which i don't think they did
1: no not really i think they just kind of mentioned it but yeah Alright, so let's talk about the WrestleMania match opener, and that was the ladder match between seven really talented friggin' workers who all worked their ass off, and in the end, championship, the
0: championship,
1: the Arnold's favorite title, yes! the, working, the working man's title, went to d
0: The working man. The, the ultimate working man.
1: Ultimate working ultimate
0: man. Working man. <laughs> he worked us, man. Uh... Awesome, awesome. I mean, I know the ladder spots kind of have become cliche, but I actually like the one with Luke Harper and Dean Ambrose. I thought that was cool. And what pro- what a lot of people probably don't notice is um, this was like, as long as I'm standing, as long as I'm breathing, you're never cashing in that money in the bank. So when it came time for the main event later, he was actually out of the arena because he got carried off. So that kind of made sense, and not many people remember yeah, that. Those
2: guys wrestle at WrestleMania in shirts.
1: Oh Jesus! So <laughs> was that a thing a, during? During uh oh, Luke during, Harper got a new shirt. By the way,
2: by the way. yeah, it's slightly less dirty. Yes. Less
1: dirty. Yes. yes, they got new jeans. That too. When uh when when Ambrose went through the ladder because I was watching this with Joey, image he's like, I bet DJ Hyde's probably laughing right now. Going, I used to pay him ten bucks to do that shit. I okay. also marked you out made a hot for, dog? Uh, or maybe a slice of pizza. All right, so this would been a good time to mention that I watched WrestleMania with Joey Image and Big Jan Batista. And by the end of the night, we just had a contest to see who could make Jan Batista laugh harder. Because Jan Batista. you make him die! Jan Batista took a page out of the Ellis Homeless School of Laughter by snorting when he laughs too hard. So it just became a game at that point. <laughs> Jan, I love you, bro. We had a great time.
0: I got to say, though, I marked out for Mr. Sinister Stardust.
1: That was actually pretty cool, yeah. And I, I think all the guys look great. I think the ladder match was just a little bit too short. I think just because Money in the Bank matches generally get so much more time, and this felt really important. But you know what? I think everybody looked great. I don't think anybody came out of this looking bad.
0: I, I also, um, I'm a fan of WWE's new gimmick of why would anyone ever have a headbutting contest with a GOAT? Because now every time they have a headbutting contest between Dolph Ziggler and Brian, Brian's going to (laughs) win.
1: Yeah. Oh, Oh. oh.
0: (laughs) JBL now, too. Uh, When uh, Harper did the suicide dive to the outside, he goes,
3: Flying Walker! Flying Walker!
1: (laughs) Uh, It's one thing about watching it with friends, you don't hear a lot of commentary, but... All right. um, Next... Randall Orton beat Seth Rollins with an RKO out of nowhere. I think we all pretty much predicted this is going to be an Orton victory, and I think we all pretty much called what an Orton victory was going to mean for the long run. Um, any real comments about this one? I thought it was okay. Yeah, I
0: thought it was, I thought it was a good match. Um, it wasn't the show stealer I thought it was going to be, but it it was that RKO was a show stealing move for sure. That pump-up RKO from the curb stomp.
2: I'm, I'm over the crazy RKOs. It's like, oh, you're falling. Let me put my arm near you. I win. <laughs> now, the real I story
0: win. of this match was Randy Orton was wearing elbow pads. Yeah. And he's still
1: wearing them. He's
0: he's less naked, so therefore I think I have to like him more.
1: Jesus. Am I really the only person who didn't know? It?
0: Really? <laughs> I know what uh, you yeah, like but, but you're talking to Mr. Update At- Tires as soon as they yes, happen. Yes, no,
1: I know, I know, I, I remember you in No Mercy. <laughs> you oh, Devon's elbow pad
0: up... is on the left elbow now. Hold on. Commercial <laughs> <You were> break. <laughs> perfect.
1: You're loading up your game during commercials to update, guys.
3: Now
0: like, let's have a Royal Rumble. Royal
1: Rumble. Yep. <laughs> first Blood Royal. Yeah, Rumble.
0: a First Blood forty man Royal Rumble.
1: Good lord! All right. The third match was Triple H and Sting. Pat, can you take us through this match?
0: Okay, so we'll talk about the entrances afterwards. But the match kind of went like this.
3: No. 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 No, no. Oh, God. No. 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 No, 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 no. Come on. Come on, Q. Q. Guys, guys, you're back there. Come on. No. No.
2: That's been a yes. the eco.
3: No, there's no yes until that happens. No, 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 no.
2: Break it down. No, no, no. Yes. 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 Yes.
3: Yes. <laughs> no, no. Oh my god. No, 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 no. no. Holy shit.
1: Oh, nope. Nope. Yes. yes. <laughs> Hold on, embrace. I got this. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> Uh. The,
3: the, the, the bat! Oh no, the bat broke the sledgehammer! No, no, no!
1: Yeah, clean cut down the middle. That wasn't planned. Um, And then still wins with sledgehammer.
0: So can yep. I talk about a few things from this match, besides just acting it out there? Um, the entrances. I honestly expected Sting's entrance to be more theatric, but apparently all the theatric budget went to Triple H's entrance. Of course.
2: Which, which was the first sign that he was going <laughs> what over. What the sting one where everyone but the one Asian guy was got the face paint on. <laughs> Except for Mr. Miyagi. He's like, I know where to face, face paint.
3: I uh yes. Steve Borden. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: then you need to wear sunglasses, bro. We do
2: enough
3: for the main event mafia. Yeah. Um,
1: um but I knew I knew as soon as they made it a no DQ match that Triple H was gonna go over. But that Triple was going to be the excuse. I liked his entrance. That said, too. Yeah, it was. Funny. It was okay, but it went on. Which one? It what, Triple H just went on too long. Oh yeah, well, it was too long. But
0: I, I mean, I like the thought of it. I like. I'm a big fan of Terminator. So uh, the one <laughs>
1: gets handed
2: to the skulls, and he's like, "Why is this happening now?"
0: Because, <laughs> because you know, the Terminator always killed millions of other Terminators.
2: And all those other guys were NXT guys. It was like Enzo and, and Drake and Sami Callahan And and they were just <laughs>
0: IRL's people with really bad Terminator masks on. And uh, so now this feud is over. Can anyone explain to me what this was about? Because I don't think WWE knew what the feud was about.
1: Apparently it was um, about WCW. It was about WCW because they made <laughs> it about that. Even though Sting didn't want it to be about that. How, How dumb was it is? not?
2: Here comes the NWO to even. Oh wait, these guys are Triple H's friends too.
1: Yeah, these guys are his friends. That's why I was like, "Oh, this is kind of like I I appreciate what they were going for, but this was the one match on the whole card where I was just kind of like, meh." Because... Oh,
2: swerve! They just beat up Hulk Hogan because they're friends.
1: Uh, and you know what? I don't. <laughs> that actually would have been a good swerve.
0: <laughs> I don't hate Sting. But when he locks in his Scorpion Deathlock, he looks like an old man trying to gingerly sit back in a rocking chair.
1: Oh, Jesus Christ.
0: It is so bad.
1: Yeah. I, I just hate that they made it into a WCW is now officially dead thing, which I just thought didn't need to happen. We won again, Maggle! Because the whole point of the feud started because Sting came in to stop Triple H from abusing his authority power, and then you they know- just shifted that into, lol, WCW is dead.
0: And Sting was always like, you know, I wouldn't sign with WWE because I would come in and Triple H would beat me. And <laughs> years later, he signs on and goes, "Okay, Triple H can beat me." Yes. Yeah. So. yeah. And, oh, and and to follow that up, the post the the WWE post show, whatever it was after Raw on Monday. Stop. Stop. Dude, you have stuff to say about that? Yep.
1: Okay, so I'll save that for later. But yep. Anyway. This match Here, Here's here's my comment, and I'm pretty sure I saw that you had posted this. Screw everybody who said that this that this match was awesome and called the tag title match an overbooked mess. Yes,
0: thank you. That's kind of what I was about to say, because the same people who told me the tag title match was overbooked told me that this match was great. This match that included DX. Included Arnold Schwarzenegger. Included Terminators. Included NWO. Included the Bat. Included the Sledgehammer. Included the Sean. Include, yes, included the Sean. And included WCW.
1: You're damn right it's over.
0: Was not overbooked. No. But so, yeah. you know, props to Scott Hall for taking a big old back bump.
2: So did Kevin yeah. Nash. Actually, yeah, you know what? He's, they all bumped. Right? Actually, I, Kevin Nash actually grabbed his leg and I thought, oh Oh fuck. <laughs> I, I think he's just doing that to fuck with oh, us I, at this point. I know
0: Kevin Nash took a bump, but like I said, props to Scott Hall for taking a back bump.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, Give Divas a Chance got the Divas tag match on the main show when it almost got bumped to the pre-show instead of the Andre Battle Royal, but they were just like, uh, no, this is probably a bad idea. Um, the right team went over with AJ and Paige beating the Bella Twins. But AJ got and the match is <laughs> Yep. Which now is and the match itself was pretty good. Yes, it was. It it, to, it told the exact story it needed to tell. WCW. No, it's, it's dead.
0: dead. Uh, no, I was talking about Women Crush Wednesday.
1: Oh yeah. Well, <laughs> all four of them are on mine, but that's a different story. All right. Let's talk about John Cena and Rusev for the U.S. title. Rusev in a fucking tank. that was a cool entrance I like that entrance followed
0: up by John Cena propaganda
2: followed (laughs) by a video right it was just a video (laughs) (laughs) his entrance was just a video
1: (laughs) yeah (laughs) Yeah,
0: his entrance was every Republican president ever and then a quick second of Barack Obama and then you should love this country you do love
1: this country uh, props, We're amazing. Props to uh, props to the agent for this match for having Rusev lose but it really doesn't feel like it affects him in any way, shape, or form. It just kind of feels like Rusev lost. It doesn't feel like, oh, it's a big deal because, you know, uh, he just lost and uh, Cena beat him. Like It actually just feels like, oh, Rusev lost. Well, he's going to be pissed off and get his revenge now. So they've actually done a good job building Rusev up for this moment. Like, he lost, lost, but he didn't lose a step as far as his character. Exactly. And uh, with the U.S. title on Cena, just like putting the IC title on Bryan, you have just elevated those two belts big time.
0: Well, that's the thing that um, as much as people were complaining about this card going in, I said, you know, at least these titles are in prominent
1: positions,
0: which is great.
1: U.S.
2: title
1: hadn't been positions. defended since WrestleMania 24. Hell, friggin' Cena's promo on Raw was like, I know you guys aren't going to like this, but the champ is here. And then I think one of you probably, one of you pointed it out. They're just like, is that should I actually just say A-Champ is here. That was me.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yep, that was the Dan.
1: A-Champ <laughs> is here.
0: I'm doing my Scott Hall double finger point over to Dan right now.
1: Yes. Oh, yeah. All right, so let's talk about the segment with The Rock and Ronda Rousey, a.k.a. the sun hasn't set enough for The Undertaker entrance yet. And guess what? The sun didn't go down until the main event was over. The main main event, anyway. But uh, the segment itself went on a little too long and dragged out. But I love the impact that it made. I love that they got Ronda Rousey in there with Steph. And I love that she had an over 9,000 shirt.
0: Uh, yeah, they create a lot of buzz with this segment. A lot of buzz. And even if she's not doing anything else in the future... But it's which,
1: not
2: over, and then the next day, no plans for Ronda Rousey.
0: <laughs>
3: Damn right it was over.
1: <laughs>
0: oh, but the other thing that I didn't like about this segment was right after Triple H shook the Scarecrow... I mean, Sting's hand after the match, Um, <laughs> he goes to shitting up.
3: Yeah, beat Sting, uh, killed WCW... Uh,
0: it just kind of killed the fact that they shook hands after the match. It was like, yeah, I beat him. Uh, you know. Uh.
2: I thought it was dumb, but awesome still. Awesome? Well, like, as I as I actually broke in, I didn't use the Facebook or anything the entire time, but I broke in a couple of times, and it was the beginning of that segment. I was like, fuck you for your Raw segment on a fucking pay-per-view on WrestleMania. <laughs> But it was still. That, that, that's the story of this WrestleMania. Only a few things I didn't, I disliked, but they were still went about pretty awesomely. So I can't be too mad. I think yep. the
0: thing is, I was hoping this segment was something that would lead to something down the line because the next night, Steph was just back to being the same character she always was. I thought <laughs> once you know, someone
1: put she, her in her place, yeah, but that she was, was it. she was. Uh, that's why the Authority is the worst book thing in WWE because there's it, no
0: consistency. It, <laughs> but just at least like she's she was
1: selling t- the arm though. Her arm was like.
2: Cr- up ar- Sting, I love
0: you. you. Oh, I can't believe I, Sting even tried to challenge me to a match. I hate Sting.
1: Yeah. I wish I could quit. All
2: right.
0: WCW. And you, you know
1: what? It's Dead. time for Troll Truth. Wait, what? We're doing Troll Truth now? In yes, the we middle are.
2: of the biggest show of the year? Yes, because... Fuck you and
1: your Troll Truth segment in the middle of WrestleMania. Because... Why the fuck are they wasting so much time with this shit? Get Ronda, whatever the fuck her name is, out of the ring and finish Wrestlemania. Also spelled Ronda wrong for somebody who loves to correct everybody on spelling, including capitalizing the M in mania. Well, uh, I was happy with... <laughs> oh, they could have done that segment in three minutes. And then he goes, uh, somebody responds. Somebody who, uh... Pat knows very well, responded with, you're literally never happy with anything. Response to that is, I was happy with everything else on the show, but I'm pissed that they wasted so much time on this crap. They could have made it a third as long and it would have been just as effective. Just dragged on and on and on and on and on and on, and then somebody reaffirms his opinion by saying it was crap. To which he responds, it was a really long crap. Like a dog taking a shit and the turd just keeps coming out and curling on the ground into a big poop mound.
0: Which is what I'm watching right now in my living room.
1: Meanwhile, eight, the Undertaker
0: eight match eight is dogs. now over. <laughs> eight dogs who I let outside and just run across the highway and then complain when they get hit by cars. Yeah.
1: yeah, so fuck you. Oh, and also more breaking Troll Truth news. All you fucking idiots making so many idiotic comments on my A.G. Lee status can fuck off, except for Matt Hardman. You're cool. Are there and really?
0: <laughs> what, what kind of comments are getting made on that?
1: Oh, uh, you can't see them, Pat. <laughs> but Dan could. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha! Yeah. So, no, it's not worth my goddamn time. Now, here's Christ. the thing. I, just, I, if can't, someone, I can't ever talk about wrestling on my own fucking wall.
0: <laughs> if someone wants me to see them badly enough, they will screen cap them.
1: Oh, boy. Somebody will take care of that. All right. Let's talk about 22-1. and 1. Undertaker returns for redemption against Bray Wyatt. And he looks better than he has the last three WrestleMania. <laughs> yeah, he really did. <laughs>
2: That's just uh, the gist for men.
1: I feel like the match was exactly what I wanted it to be. It was the redemption story, and it was nothing fancy. It's just solid execution and a good story, which if is... ever I would
3: think
0: my streak was done, I started back at one. <laughs> did you just quote a Drew Hill song?
1: <laughs> what did you think, Pat? I know you were really looking forward to this.
0: Um... um I was fine with it. I thought it was... It It didn't feel like, you know, that there was the impending thought of this person could end the streak because that was eliminated from this match, but I thought the match itself was really good, and I was really happy they did the spot that I wanted to see, which was the spider walk into somehow Undertaker sitting up and staring at him.
1: Yeah, I like that.
0: Um, he also hit the sister Abigail, and I like how... Um, the first time he hit it, he just hit it, like out of complete desperation and went for a quick pinfall. And the next time, he's like, nope, I gotta kiss the Undertaker first. And that's pretty much what cost him.
1: Yep. So still, there was a good story that re- line reason there. I also yeah, like it's, when it's he hit tombstone tombstone when the tombstone. F- when he hit the tombstone and us watching were like, I hope that's the design of his pants so he didn't shit himself. Bray Wyatt, um,
0: let me just say this. If there's a Fabe for entrance of the year, right now you got Top Bray Wyatt's awesome entrance.
2: Uh, where he brought the scarecrows to life.
0: Yeah, they're like silent hilling behind him. That was so one of, good.
1: One of them was dancing so erotically. I almost wondered if it was the Boogeyman. What What do you think he would have had to say about this WrestleMania?
3: I
0: think he would have waited till the main event, but he would have said, "Fuck you, Antonio!" Ha 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 ha. Oh, he should have come out during the Ronda Rousey segment when Rock was like, I know someone who will hit a girl. Because, you know, he <laughs> ate the the mole off Jillian Hall. Of course. Wow, that There's was also, a quick reference.
1: I also like how they, the way this match went, if Wyatt actually did hurt his ankle, he can take a few weeks off to nurse it, and it's not going to affect him at all.
2: Well, he didn't I only really saw show like any one, signs I, of that. I only saw like once. Like one of the times he got back in the ring and had to stand up real quick.
1: Yeah, I saw. Well, they the said they said leg. he basically he basically nursed it until he had to go out, and then he just kind of he was like, "No, screw this, I'm wrestling."
3: I saw
0: him flinch. I paused it. Look, <laughs> evidence.
1: Yeah. All right, guys, let's talk about the main event as a singles match between Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns before we get anywhere. First thing I need to mention is how f- much I laughed when Roman Reigns walked out and immediately shoved a fan right out of the way. <laughs> that made me laugh my ass off.
0: I laughed when they did his pyro spot, so he punched the center of the ring, and then they just go 360 around. I was like, come on.
1: Really? <laughs> Ooh, ah. Uh. He's got
0: pyro you know what? like
1: city, bitch.
0: They booked this match the exact way they should... I. I don't think any of us could have come up with a better finish than what they did but the match itself I thought was good too because it made it was fucking brutal right it it was Brock Lesnar beating the piss out of Roman Reigns but Roman Reigns
1: also beating the piss out of Brock Lesnar well he like hard weighed him three times
2: right but like this very first move
1: punch cheek cut cut.
2: (laughs) (laughs) like damn and then like a minute later he's bleeding out the mouth and then he freaking bleeds from the head.
1: But the whole three F5s, which had a couple of people raging.
0: There were there were some points where he was smiling, and I was like, oh, wow, this is really... Like, he likes, he likes taking a beating. Um, but then there was, there were other parts of the match where he looked like he had no emotion on his face at all, and I was like, oh, my God, maybe he's completely knocked out. He has no emotion. Oh, he's just Roman Reigns. Um, <laughs> I,
1: think, I think they told a really good story, and I think Roman Reigns looked... Dare I say it? Strong. He did. Uh, he blew up his iron on
0: patch. Yes, Suplex City bitch. Now, uh, before we move into the next,
1: match. before we move into the next part of this, uh, how do you think the reaction would have been had Lesnar not resigned? Do you think the fans would oh, have just had been he resigned?
0: All?
1: Yes. Do you think I, the fans would have been shitting all over this up until we, the end, and that would have been the big pop? Did we know
2: his? His uh, contract ended the next day, for real? Who knows? I don't. I, I didn't know until they said it on the freaking ESPN.
0: I think the reaction would have been shit, um, because they just figured that was the way that it was going. I mean, they could have swerved everybody, and, you know, not told anyone Brock resigned and have him retain the title, and I think it would have been a surprising ending as well. But I figured, going into it... I'm
2: thinking just Brock did it, because he's fucking Brock, and he's just like... I'm going to go on ESPN and tell everyone I sign. When I sign. And e- yeah. WWE is like, we didn't tell you to do that. And
0: he's like, I'm a smarter <laughs> caveman than you.
1: Yep. But as soon as both guys went down and that music hit, my first reaction was the same as a lot of people's. Wow, I didn't realize you could cash in during a match. But then we all well, My like, first reaction was like, what is this
2: music? What? It sounds
1: yeah.
0: familiar. <laughs> and then I saw SR. And I'm like, Stevie Richards, is that WrestleMania? No. Um,
1: <laughs> well, he's not at Applebee's.
0: Applebee's mania, but uh, yeah, when I first heard the music, I didn't, I didn't know what to think. I didn't know whose music it was till I got a few notes in. I'm like, holy
1: shit! Yeah, he can cash in during a match. I forgot about yep. that anytime, anywhere. Because Joe and I were discussing that, we're like, yeah, it does say anytime, anywhere. It's n- even though previous
2: previous ones were like, no, you gotta wait till he's standing,
1: and I liked it. Well, Just arbitrary rules are arbitrary, right, Dan? That's right. <laughs> but I love, I love the finish. Once he cashed in, I knew he was going to win it, and I love that he pinned Roman. So Brock got was able to lose the title and still be strong. Roman doesn't lose anything by taking the pinfall because right because he took
0: four F fives in this match.
1: Four right, and it was an opportune moment for Seth and ten, suplex, two har- ten hard <laughs> and suplexes, two and
0: two curb stomps, or one. Roman it was took sounds, two. I think.
2: Roman took two, and Brock took one. And Brock took one.
1: Yeah, I think I think that was it. Yeah, but just damn, damn good shit. And then of course Seth Rollins left WrestleMania as the friggin' WWE World Heavyweight Champion two years in a row, a Ring of Honor guy. Stood on top of the WWE In the last
2: five years, he's won the ROH world title, the NXT title, and the WWE world title.
1: Friggin' awesome. That's his last five years. So, good for Roman. Roman, yeah. Yeah, good for Roman. Good Good for you. Good for you. Good for Seth. Well, WrestleMania, I thought, was friggin' terrific. What'd you guys think?
0: For a card that a lot of people thought was going to be shit going in and a lot of the build honestly wasn't that great, the card itself delivered and right before that, the pre-show delivered and the Wrestlemania today made me more excited for Wrestlemania than any of the build up. But I would say awesome Wrestlemania. It's probably going to be in at least my top 10 of Wrestlemanias. I don't know where it would fall just yet, but I think it's going to be one that I really enjoy over the years.
1: Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, As Dan and I were discussing before we started recording, as far as FABEs are concerned, we can't really pinpoint an individual match that stood out because they were all really good, but the event as a whole has a very good chance of winning the FABE for event of the year.
0: Someone had asked me, too. They said, well, what did you think was so great about this pay-per-view? And I said, um, you know, it wasn't that anything was so incredibly great. It was the, I felt, the most consistent WrestleMania in a long time. Everything on the card had me entertained and interested.
1: Right. It felt like WrestleMania. Right. It felt like WrestleMania. So Even though the build didn't, for them. the show did. Right. But you know what? That's the way it works sometimes. So... I'm super, super happy with this. and Although now I still you guys, might have liked 30 more than 31, though. And that's a tough one. I'd really have to rewatch them again to figure that out. All right, you guys. It's time for Chris's top ten favorite things that happened in wrestling this week, not including WrestleMania because WrestleMania itself it. has just been re-re-reviewed. So let's talk about number ten. Number ten. Uh, Lucha Underground this week had a confrontation between Johnny Mundo and Alberto El Patron. Uh, I know Dan watched this. They talked about WWE without talking about WWE in a really, really brilliant way. But they're uh, they're in this disgusting bathroom that doesn't look like it's been cleaned in forever. And there's Johnny Mundo, and Alberto comes up behind him. He's like, Johnny... I can't believe you're here. I forgot all about you. I thought you forgot about wrestling. And they can, it basically, the whole hint was that Johnny Mundo is the face of Lucha Underground, but not for long, because now Alberto El Patron is here.
2: Yeah, but Johnny's like, hey, are you going to fight anyone besides people you've already beaten before?
1: <laughs> yeah, that's right. There's the only face guys he's already beaten. So that was really, really cool stuff. All right, number nine. Number nine? Uh, another Lucha Underground note, which was a friggin' terrific show this week. They are debuting the Trios Tag Belts, and they're having a tournament of trios to determine the first champion, including making <laughs> extremely unlikely teams tag together, like Angelico, Son of Havoc, and Ivalice, because Evilise <laughs> and Son of Havoc just broke up, although... He wants to make sure everybody knows that he dumped her. And and Helico kinda got stuck in the middle of this, but now they're forced to be a trio for the tournament. And the main event tournament, which is actually going to be my number eight.
2: Number eight.
1: Was Big Rick and his two new associates. It was Killshot and then the other guy was just Mac. Yeah, it's Willie Mac. And Killshot is, is Shane Strickland? Yeah. And it was a sexy Star with Superfly, and then the last person Pentagon was Junior. Pentagon Jr. So it couldn't have been a, a weirder freaking uh, tandem to put in there, but they had an awesome friggin' mash. And uh, I actually don't remember who won at this point. Uh, it was the Black Guys. Big one. Rick's crew won. His new crew. The new crew. The zoo crew. Yep. And uh, really, really cool entertaining stuff. Lucha Underground was friggin' on fire this week. I have another Lucha Underground note, but first, we're going to do number seven. Number Number seven. seven. All right. This is a match that happened this week that I thought was friggin' awesome on Raw. Dean Ambrose versus John Cena for the United States Championship. What did you guys think of this match? Awesome.
0: Uh, perfect, because they they did something that they don't normally do, which is somebody used the STF on John Cena, and he was like,
3: I don't know anyone else could
1: do that. <laughs> wow, you actually do it better than I do. He's starting to finally tighten up the hold after Steve Austin confronted him about that. He's like, there's way too much traffic flowing through there.
0: I, I thought the coolest part, though, was John Cena's reaching for the ropes, and Dean Ambrose reaches and starts prying back his fingers.
2: Yeah. Well, what about, how about AA kickout? Out? Kick Fucking Dean
1: Ambrose kicked out of the AA. Yeah, and it was the quick pin version, too.
0: There was that, and then he, um...
1: Beat didn't him. he lock
0: in the dirty deeds out of an AA at one point, too? Like, he dropped down into it? I think so. I, I thought it was a really fun match, and I thought it really helped reestablish Ambrose as a top guy for sure, or that can go with a top guy at any time because they've kind of made him mid card ish.
2: But now yeah. John
1: Cena's also mid card ish.
0: This but is still, true.
1: It was a great friggin' match. I loved it. But L O L Cena Mid card matter Yep. LOL Cena did win. Alright, let's do number six. Number six So when Raw went off the air, we got an exclusive interview on the WWE Network by Sting where he basically said, I don't know what else is going to happen in WWE, but whatever opportunities they throw my way, I'm going to take advantage of them, which is his way of saying. Undertaker. Yep, which he completely acknowledged. And there is official talk from PW Insider that that match is still being talked about as far as Sting Taker happening in WWE. It is still a planned thing at some point. So if you guys really want to see this match, you're probably going to get your wish. But I got to talk about my favorite part of this interview when all of a sudden out comes Bo Dallas and he goes, Steve! It's so good to see you! <laughs> and Dan watched it. He definitely says Steve. Yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah he did. <laughs> and Meanwhile, like, there's a fan in the corner with a sign that says 23 O" with the Undertaker symbol in the O. <laughs>
1: And then he's like, all you have to do is, Bo, leave! And he gets brought brought into the hole. Don't do it, Sting! No, no! Sting! No, Sting! Sting! Don't do it!
0: He was doing his best Triple H impression.
1: Bring it down! Except there there was no yes for this one. Just Bo Dallas getting laid out. No, the
2: the yes was from the crowd.
0: (laughs) I didn't understand the Sting promo because it was... It was like he came to WWE to do one thing, and that was stop Triple H. And he's like, well, I'd like to thank the WWE for having me. And boy golly, if they want to have me for another match, then maybe that'll happen.
1: Yeah, it's like he dropped all the work shit and went straight up shooting.
0: Gee Wilkers, it sure would be great if I faced somebody at WrestleMania next year.
1: I think Pat's favorite part was just that it starts off with Ryback leaving the ring after his win in the main event, so you got to hear the music a little bit longer. And
2: then it just suddenly switched to Randy Orton's music. I hear voices yeah.
1: in my head. Yeah, that it was it like fades they, uh, out.
2: they showed
0: uh, who was the other guy in that match with them. It was the three R's, right? Yeah. yeah
2: triple R. Roman, yeah. And it was like Roman's
0: music, and then they, they showed Roman walking up the ramp, and Ryback was behind him, and then they hit his music, and then Orton was behind him, and then they hit his music. I was like, why? Just one guy's music. Somebody's at the switchboard.
2: Randy Orton was the captain of that team. It should have just been his music. Yep.
1: All right, number five. Five
2: golden gimmicks.
1: Ah, yes, The gimmicks. Thank you. Why don't you uh, move to the gimmicks there? <laughs> Drago pinned Arrow Star, and now they are tied at two matches each. So the three out of five series is going to sudden death. And of course, as uh, Matt Stryker pointed out, when you have Technicos in the ring, all it is is exchanging of holds and telling a story with sportsmanship. And that's exactly what this match was. And it was friggin' awesome. Although I haven't seen, and the thing is, like this is the fourth time we've seen Drago and Aerostar go at it, and the match has been good every single time. Like, the, and they're totally mixing it up. You know, they're performing in front of the same fans because you know those are the same people that are coming out to these tapings. So well, good you'll for know, them for whatever to the taping it up. is
2: by whoever the
1: band is. If it's the, yes. if it's the same band three four weeks in a row, you know it's the same taping, right? Even though the ring announcer changes her outfit. For each taping, so At number four, number four. Let's talk about a two out of three falls match that main evented NXT this week with Hideo Itami and Tyler Breeze. First two falls were so quick; it was it was like, "Whoa, that's whoa!" <laughs> it's, it's already
2: one to one. Wow. Okay.
1: <laughs> but it was a damn good match, and uh, I was actually surprised that Breeze went over. Hey, what happened to that uh, Marcus Louis feud that was supposedly happening with Tyler Breeze, where he was like stalking him? I think he got hurt again. Again? So now both of the French guys are hurt. Everyone's freaking hurt. <laughs> Attention! Attention! And of course, CJ Parker got his release over WrestleMania weekend. Oh uh, yes, yeah, so let's talk about that, Pat. As soon as Dan mentioned that, he's just like, "Pat McDermott is sad." and I liked C.J. Parker but I laughed when I saw that because I was like oh that's going to break Pat's heart that was his guy
0: it did that was was one of my favorite gimmicks going on
1: but it was amicable and they said he will definitely like the door is left open and he just did it so he can explore other options I'm sure he'll be back
2: maybe he'll actually try to save the world
1: there is no planet B number 3
2: number three
1: another friggin awesome match on Raw was Daniel Bryan versus Dolph Ziggler for the Intercontinental Championship got a standing ovation from the crowd Then bad news Barrett ran in afterwards took them out both out with the bull hammer elbow and then it's a shameful thing here comes guy with weird red mohawk and his beard pierced and friggin braided and it's like oh crap his beard is in six braids
2: because (laughs) that's fucking ridiculous
0: I, I as, love this new look, though.
1: As soon as he came out with that look, I was like, yup, he's heel. That was the first thing there, I said as he ran down to the no, ring.
0: There was no way at all he could be a baby face like that because he looks like
1: Celtic Viking. And I like how all he just said was, I'm back. That's all and, he needed uh, to say.
2: Well, actually, he didn't need to say anything. It actually made it worse.
1: Should I uh, talk <laughs> about they the... They zoomed in on the braids again, right, Dan? <laughs> Dan was not feeling those braids. Should I talk six, about the fuck, one thing from SmackDown since it follows that yes, up? Yes, you may talk about the one thing from SmackDown. Okay, so,
0: okay. so I think this is like the best way to bring Seamus right. back. I, right. I like I said, the I beard thing, you know what it is? People are chanting you look stupid at him, him or, or people he think he, he looks like a heel. Either way, it works. But um so uh,
1: he, I thought he that heard, you looked stupid chants were funny, to be honest.
0: They were funny, and they happen to get on SmackDown. But um, apparently, from the brogue kick, Dolph Ziggler was unable to compete. So the tag match was supposed to be Ziggler and Bryan versus Sheamus and Wade Barra, turned into just Sheamus versus Daniel Bryan. Sheamus got new music that has no Lobster Head. It has no lyrics. It's actually just Celtic music, and it's actually pretty good. And
2: uh, <laughs> no, no, definitely not.
0: No, it, it starts out like a little bit like that, but it, there's like this big intro part where the whole arena goes black and you just see Sheamus on the titan drawn, and it's just like this music like kind of leading up to when the lights come on and he comes out, and uh, he comes into the ring, but Sheamus gives a reason. His reason is he's Batista 2K15sta, because he asks us, where are the real men at? you know what, I'm going to beat up all the small guys because we're the real men at. We're the real men at. We're the real men at. And, but then he ends it the way I thought he should have used fella a long time ago, which is basically saying fucker. Because at the end of the promo, he's like, and I'm going to take out every one of your heroes. Fella. So now he's using it officially as just like, fuck you.
1: Fella, <laughs> Antonio. All right, number two? Number two. Ding! Pizza's ready. Lucha Dragons and Adrian Neville have been called up to the main roster. What? What What was that? Oh, sorry. Uh, Lucha Dragons and Neville, the man that Gravity forgot, Neville, have been called up to the main roster.
2: And because his name is just Neville, here's where he fits on the WWE roster page on WWE.com.
0: Wait, wait, wait. But but you're forgetting about another call-up. Another call-up? You're forgetting up. about the most important call-up. The call up. The video screen ring aprons.
3: Oh, yes!
2: <laughs> the video screen aprons are the biggest call-up of the I should put that out in the Fabes as the call-up of the year. For real. No, so... Because the because Neville is just Neville, uh, the the uh, roster page goes like this: Naomi, Natalia, Neville, Nikki, Paige.
1: <laughs> Damn, love it. Uh, Good for them, being on the main roster. I like both of their matches. I love that the Lucha Dragons were really friggin' over, and putting Kalisto up against Sin Cara was the smartest thing they could have done, because it got him over incredibly quickly, and people weren't even going after New Day that much, even though the New Day sucks thing has really caught on. The other great moment was Neville versus Curtis Axel. Where now Neville, we're on, we're got, we're like, on the road
2: in the middle of the show.
1: Yeah. Now we're on the road to oh, extreme rules. Yes, <laughs> extreme rules. <laughs> and uh, Pat, how many of these matches did you get?
0: Um well, I got almost all the matches that you talked about on here, except that one, which I went and actually watched, and I kinda wish they didn't cut it from the show because Neville really stole the show on uh, in that match.
1: Alright. And now, my number one favorite thing that happened in wrestling this week.
2: Number one!
1: <laughs> Brock Lesnar's Path of oh, Destruction that God. ended in LOL Michael Cole.
0: RIP Michael Cole.
2: Dude, from Michael Cole, dude, whenever an untrained guy takes a bump, especially when it's not like your basic back bump, fucking big
1: ups.
0: This is not go. a match with Jerry Lawler,
1: right? <laughs> I actually felt but, really bad for Byron Saxton because the, he couldn't handle the commentary by himself. Not not the, by
2: himself. As soon as soon as uh, Lawler showed up, it went. It got way better. Yeah, it the really whole did.
0: segment was great, actually, from like the beginning of the show where Brock was the first thing you saw after Mania, and this and organic. I
2: love, I love when they act like rematches are money in the banks. <laughs>
0: I liked it, though, because Brock Lesnar's a guy who you go, well, he's either going to get his rematch or he's going to kill Seth Rollins. So he had two choices, really. Die or give him a rematch. Yep. And he chose die. Um, when he first enough, threw
1: Cole into the ring, I thought it was just a member of J&J Security, and I didn't understand why the fans were going that shit. And then I was like, wait a minute, that hair is way too spiky to be, Jamie Noble. <laughs> and then I realized it was Cole, and I started cracking up.
0: I liked because um, Booker was talking as that happened too. He's like,
3: "Oh wait a minute!" Oh. <laughs> and the table just <laughs> fell on him. Ugh. <laughs> <Yeah>.
2: <laughs> <laughs> they like sold more than Cole did, and all they did was get shoved over.
0: <laughs> but Byron Saxton was in someone died voice the rest of the night.
1: Yeah, I, I also like that they like didn't have...
2: fix the table, and they didn't even say it on the screen on the show. But they tweeted out that the reason why they haven't fixed the table is because it's a crime scene.
1: They should have said it on the show, because it would have been hilarious. That would have been. But yeah, uh, really, really good shit that happened in wrestling this week. WrestleMania cool. was awesome. Raw was awesome. NXT was awesome. Lucha was awesome. Uh, SmackDown, you can tell me about that.
0: SmackDown was... I mean, I'm not really going to talk about much more than what I already did, but the matches were good. Uh, you got Dean Ambrose and Luke Harper, and now Harper's doing this thing where... He just wants to hurt Dean Ambrose because he ended up putting him through the table in the match after he put him through the They're using the
2: same look. You're stealing my
1: gimmick.
0: Yeah. Oh, and, uh, not the
1: gimmicks, brother.
0: And we got Daniel Bryan versus Sheamus. And we got blood on SmackDown. We got color on SmackDown, which is really strange. Because um, Daniel Bryan got knocked to the outside. He got hit into the announce table. And he stood up, and he's just bleeding from the forehead, McGillicuddy, all over the place. And then uh, Bad News Barrett bull hammers him, Sheamus comes picks him up, and he's like, oh wait, I can just win by count-out, (laughs) and goes back in the ring and wins by count-out against the small guy he's talking about how he's going to beat. That's actually pretty
1: funny. Alright, so it sounds like wrestling was pretty awesome this week. You know
0: what, though, too, with that Brock thing, Seth Rollins and Brock just became a big money match by the fact that they prolonged it now.
1: Yeah. It's gotta
0: happen.
2: It'll be awesome. And still, uh, Brock technically hasn't had a match
1: on Raw. Technically, yes. Alright, uh, Dan, you had something that you wanted to address this week.
2: Oh, yes, it uh, was last night, I think it was. Justin Roberts put out a blog about how WWE twists and manipulates things to make them look better. No. Which we all already knew, but he had specific examples, and he told his story. So, the blog starts with him talking about stuff we really already know, about how the Ultimate Warrior's speech saying that there should be a special award for the production workers and stuff, and how they've conveniently edited that to mean anybody they fucking want it to mean. And then he tells the, the full story of WWE's interaction with Connor, And he talks about how it... Oh, it's crazy. But basically, it is. Uh, Justin Roberts was the start of everything. Uh, which you know, just talking about it now, I'm like, oh, he's just putting himself over. But he's telling he's telling the story of what happened. Uh, it all started with him, and then eventually came a part where he would be uh, he would be FaceTiming with Connor like all Monday evening, and introducing him to people backstage on on, on the phone and stuff, and then. Justin Roberts came up with the idea of, let's put together a thing where he can he can come in with a entrance and he'll have custom music and a custom Tron and he'll come down to the ring and do whatever he wants and he can come down and then he can like beat Big E and win the Intercontinental Championship and I'll announce him as the champion and then it'll be cool. And then Stephanie's like, sounds cool, and then her and Triple H just took it over and turned it into what they turned it into.
1: So you mean he's reaffirming something that CM Punk went into detail on in his Art of Wrestling interview? Where he was basically like, they love to take shit that other people came up with and turn it into their own shit. And did
2: all the the fucking work for Yeah. And they they turned it into the, he punches Triple H and pins Triple H and doesn't get announced by Justin Roberts. And then he talks about how they started the Connors Cure and thing, and then they started, they put that video together, which freaking bastardizes the story, and he had to make announcements about it after the thing every night, and then Vince McMahon started harping on him for not doing it fast enough. got do it faster.
0: I uh, need to do another Austin podcast so that he can ask me a question, I can lie about it.
2: and then he's like every night I have to watch this bastardized version of real events that affected me personally and very deeply and then I had to shill immediately after and then I got yelled at for not shilling fast enough
1: what a bunch of bullshit (laughs) I'm sure there's going to be a bunch of whiners that are going to be like of course it's only one side of the story You've already seen the other side of the story. Yep. Hell, son. already produced
2: the fuck out of the other side of the story.
3: Damn, Vince, so I was reading them there dryer sheets, and I heard that <laughs> you had right. a problem with Justin Roberts. <laughs> That's right, son. Stonefold is back. Listen to the Stonefold podcast on the Club K-Fame Network. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hell yeah.
2: Lord. God damn! Oh, uh, and he of course ended. He, does he? He says, he, "Oh, beware of all their philanthropic uh, things. That's all just to put themselves over." And then at the end, he screenshots a Stephanie McMahon tweet that says, "Philanthropy is the new marketing. It's how businesses win." <laughs> Oh, God. On a
0: much less serious note, do you think Stonefold reads the dryer sheets before or after they've been washed or dried with clothes? When, when do you get it, the news on them? He gives it
2: them? a good once over at first. And then after it's been through the cycle, he unfurls it to see if anything new has come about.
0: Do you think he dries them clothes with one sheet? Hell, two sheets? Three sheets?
3: What? hell four sheets
2: what not right
3: past three sheets to the wind son
2: (laughs) if he uses more than one one new sheet you're gonna
1: die
3: and that's the laundry line because stonefold said so
1: god damn Uh, pat was there something you wanted to talk about Specifically in wrestling?
0: I want to talk about how hyped I am for the Stonefold podcast coming to the Club Cave Fame Network and maybe Giant Media Ball.
2: This is a podcast just for Stonefold.
0: Yes. Of course. Uh, wow. I don't think there is anything in particular that I need to talk about unless you're trying to remind me of something. My name is Mr. Thompson. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge, step my foot. Because I I, can't really think think of anything.
1: Yeah. Alright. Um... You know what's really shitty about wrestling, though, you guys? A lot of people the, the fans post comments <laughs> on WWE's official Facebook page.
2: Oh, yeah, because we put the Troll Truth when it came about, didn't we?
1: Yep. Guys, yeah, we're
2: good. we had an announcement this week that you probably did not see. So let me tell you about it. A uh, new WWE film about to be filmed will come out around Christmas time. Because it's entitled Santa's Little Helper.
1: Oh, I did see this. And it stars The Miz and Paige. Oh, okay. So I'm actually somewhat intrigued by this. But also The Miz. Yeah, but also Paige. But The Miz. But Paige, anyway. But the
0: yogurt contains sodium benzoate.
1: That's (laughs) That's bad. bad. Can I go now? (laughs) God damn, I love that show.
2: (laughs) Okay, so here comes the comments. Randy Orton, next champ of WWE heavyweight champion.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Next champ of WWE heavyweight champion. Alright. The champion
0: of champ, the champion of champions match.
1: Which, by
2: the way, this is about Miz and Paige starring in a movie. Of course.
0: Randy Orton was in a movie. Maybe two movies. I forget.
2: He was gonna be in the freaking second Marine, and then they're like, maybe a guy that was dishonorably discharged shouldn't be in a movie about playing <laughs> where he plays a military. Oh yeah, coach. and then
0: he did Ted DiBiase and Merle. That was the Marine too. All
2: right, our next come, <laughs> Pooh Gable, PG. <laughs>
1: That's what PG stands for. It stands for Poo Gabble. Yo Gabble Gabble. Poo Gabble Gabble. Poo Gabble Gabble. We got a title. Poo Gabble Gabble. Wow, I learned something new today. I had no idea that's what PG stood for. I thought it stood for parental guidance. No, apparently you're wrong, Dan. It stands for Poo Gabble. Apparently I have I have been wrong almost my entire life. Except for when you were two and you probably said "pooh gavel" at some point. Oh god, pooh gavel.
2: Why does WWE got to shove Paige down our throats? Why couldn't they pick another diva for this role? But then again, she'll be off TV for a while, which is a good thing.
1: Oh my god! Fuck you, asshole. Next. Thanks for reading my comment. Uh, how many likes did
3: that get
2: all the likes (laughs) and our last (laughs) last comment this week is I'm horny
1: Okay, thank you Uh, Dan didn't you say when you were browsing the Facebooks you also found one of our listeners on a different thread oh
2: yes about uh, about when Michael Cole died for our sins yeah it was commented on by Monty who said something along the lines of
1: nothing was lost (laughs) oh thank you Monty that's the most accurate statement I've heard it wasn't like nothing of value was lost
2: (laughs) Something, something along those lines yeah
1: that's fucking terrific Alright, guys. Well, there's only one thing left to do. It's time to play Points or... Buried. (laughs) Points or Sting. Alright, guys. So, Jason Shin, as you know, has a really hard time making the deadline for this game. (laughs) Even though the rules have been in place since we started the game. And you've actually since you he increased
2: the amount of time <laughs>
1: over that time. Yeah. And uh, he still just can't make the deadline. So he actually came up with this week's game to challenge everybody to come up with reasons why he can't actually make the deadline. So who's ready to hear reasons why Jason Shin can't make the points or buried deadline? Before wow, Roman Reigns is going to
0: get put over in this, huh? Oh,
1: boy. All right. F- up first, Daylight Savings Time. Oh, sorry. Daylight Saving Time.
0: <laughs> well, now it gets nothing, too.
1: Oh. All right. That was Joseph Meyer's entry. All right, next. Aw.
3: doesn't understand the joke.
1: <laughs> He's busy trying to figure out the age-old question... Who better than Canyon?
0: So he's spending all of his time thinking about people that may or may not be buried in Canyon. Uh, now, is this is this gay reference too? Uh, I
1: I, I want to say no.
0: Okay, but
1: it's probably yes.
0: So no, no points buried. So-
1: all right. Sorry, Jeff Trelawis. All right. Happy birthday, Jeff. Buried birthday. Happy, yes, happy, happy birthday.
3: Happy buried day.
1: <laughs> what an honor. All right, so the next person answered the question above by saying that I already know the answer as to who's better than Canyon and then said, as for Shin being late with his submissions, is because he's handicapped, LOL.
0: <laughs> what is his handicap?
1: I had no idea Shin was handicapped. I don't even think he knew that.
0: <laughs> I'm going to give that points because it made
1: me laugh. Ah, damn, really? All right. <laughs> All right. Mike Simsack. Good job. Oh, wow. <laughs> it's like Cryptception. Jesus Christ. All right. <laughs> All right. All right. Here's another reason why Shin can't make the deadline. He tripped. And now his foot is stuck in (laughs) books of renaissance spare cleavage.
0: (laughs) If he tripped, he also gets a chance to say,
1: Oh, my leg! Of course. So that gets gets points. (laughs) Books of renaissance spare cleavage. That was Dan Dahl's entry. Alright. He keeps stepping in pieces of banana left by his kids. Somebody reads Chin's Wow! (laughs) No,
0: he talked about that in the show, too. Points. Yes. So he welled this week.
1: Hey. All right, here's another reason why he can't make the deadline. Nose deep in gaggle, box, and black porn. Oh, my God. (laughs) How does that not get points? Good job, Chris. Right? Alright. <laughs> right. He's pounding butts and busting nuts while online for concert tickets. Oh, God. <laughs> Points. Don Mario. Wow. For any new listeners, this is why you guys have to tune in every week. And you would totally get these jokes. All right. He's lost in a daydream of oiling Reigns' body and brushing his long Samoan locks.
0: Oh, God. <laughs> oh, That's cringe and regular points.
1: Oh, 150 to Joe Mad Dog Needle. Wow. Oh, God. All right. Uh, he's not sure what he's going to do, brother. <laughs> what? That's the entry. He's not sure what he's going to do, brother. What? <laughs> Don't even understand. Uh, no points for that. So what happens then?
0: He gets buried. Because Hulk Hogan's never said, He's not sure
3: what he's going to do, brother.
1: <laughs> maybe maybe I asked him what you're going to do, and he said, I am not sure what I'm going to do, brother. Oh, God. Brother Jack. All right, so I guess that diet isn't working this week. Atkin?
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, him.
1: (laughs) Alright. Oh, Jesus Christ. God, this one. (sighs) He spends weeks on end masturbating furiously into chocolate eggs, which get delivered annually to the hay man as Cadbury eggs. Oh. Oh. (sighs) And the reason why is because... He's recharging his I, God, this one just oh this
0: that is... that's just that's just cringe points, just cringe points.
2: so he misses the deadline half of the year because he's busy <laughs> masturbating
1: into chocolate furiously, furiously <laughs> oh God, that was cringe points to Glenn, oh, that was disgusting, okay. He's out to sea looking for booty on Tuesdays and Wednesdays. There are no Wi-Fi on pirate ships.
0: That's not that funny.
1: You get it? Because he's a pirate? I get it. Of the butt variety.
0: I get it. It's just not funny.
1: Alright, so then what happens here?
0: Oh, he gets buried. Buried.
1: Joe Kaliah. He doesn't know what he is going to do, brother. <laughs> All right, because just like Darren Young, he is Mister No Days Off from Dick in the Butt, apparently. Why do I want to give that one points? <laughs> because because it made a true reference and threw in the apparently. <laughs> I guess I have to. <laughs> that was Matt. That was Matt Awesome's entry. <laughs> okay. Another reason why Shin can't make the deadline, he's doing DDP yoga so that one day very soon he can suck his own dick and fuck his own oh ass. Like God.
0: <laughs> I can just see that on the success story page. When I started, I couldn't suck my own dick or fuck my own ass. Now I can do both.
3: <laughs> Bang!
0: Bang! <laughs> God, that gets points.
1: That was Ellis Holmes' entry. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus Christ. Alright. Adam Rose stole his bunny costume.
0: So he's chasing him down? That's why he can't... Well, I don't understand. If he stole his bunny costume, then he doesn't have to dress up as the bunny.
2: That Adam Rose was wearing, like, the Terry Funk black and white striped tights during the Battle Royale at WrestleMania. (laughs) I was like, who the fuck's wearing the... Very funk gimmick. <laughs> what? Uh-uh.
3: No.
1: <laughs> Buried.
3: Hell, son, that's folded over.
1: <laughs> Taylor Chadwick, you just got folded, son. Okay. Here's the next reason why Shin can't make the deadline. <coughs> He apparently doesn't understand the concept of a goddamn deadline that has been in place since the beginning of the fucking game.
3: <laughs> oh, how do I not give that
1: point
2: either? Oh, that's great! That was Chef's entry.
1: <laughs> wow. Aggressive, much? God damn.
0: Chef was like John Cena at the top of the ramp. He was doing that salute. He's like, it's time to go to work.
1: <laughs> Alright. Because he's trying to make Roman look strong in his mouth.
0: Oh god. Gross. This is like cringe mania week.
2: <laughs> I wouldn't I was surprised we didn't just make a blanket everyone gets cringe
1: points. Well, not everybody can get cringe points. Chef couldn't get cringe points, but he got a really good entry. Alright, so what do you say to this one?
3: Hell, son, that one gets folded over like a damn old dryer sheet.
1: So no points at all? Eh-eh. Alright, Matt Hardman, you've been folded. I'm not changing the name of this game again, by the way. (laughs)
0: Points are folded.
1: (laughs) Points are folded. Goddamn. Current
0: or folded.
1: Another reason he can't make the deadline. He just realized he left his 3DS in sleep mode all day. That was a Shin status the other day.
0: Oh, I wasn't privy to this.
1: Yeah. He's just like, well, apparently, I left my 3DS in sleep mode all day. It was breaking news in the Shin universe.
0: Breaking, Um,
1: in the Shiniverse. No points. So then it gets
3: buried. No hell, son. It gets folded. No, it gets buried. I said it gets folded.
1: So wait, are you folding or burying C.J. Hardman?
3: (laughs) Hell, son. Let's get together (laughs) and fold and bury this damn son of a bitch. Okay.
1: Okay. Oh wait, stays here. holy shit Goddamn sting
0: oh my god oh my god I can't believe this is my favorite game of points or
1: points <laughs> if only you could give yourself points you'd be the winner
2: <laughs>
1: alright another reason Shin can't make the deadline he keeps getting drugged by Bill Cosby I don't get that Get it? Because all these girls are coming out and saying that they, they got drugged by him. And
0: Oh, well, but he's a
3: guy.
1: Yeah. So, none? Hey, hey. All right, let me retry this one. He keeps getting drugged by Bill Cosby.
3: Hail, son, no. <laughs> don't get no damn points.
2: That gets fold folded over
3: four times
2: and then picked up by chopsticks and shoved right up your (laughs) ass oh damn
1: (laughs) all right
3: one grain of rice at a time
1: okay he missed the deadline because he apparently was at the tournament for the icy championship in rio de janeiro with pat patterson
0: it's not even cold there
1: it's like first of all it's not real. Second of all, it happened like 35 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> Which, Shin wouldn't even be, have been alive. <laughs> awesome. So what happens to this one?
3: Hell, son, I'm going to fold it and Hunter's going to bury it.
1: What? He just, just buried the GSW promoter. That's
0: why he's got his own promotion. Doesn't need to get buried there.
1: Alright, be and strong. Now- It's time for the final entry. What if I didn't miss the deadline for any one of those reasons, but for all of them? Every single one occurred in sequence in the same day, making it impossible to submit an entry.
3: Are you ready for this? Fuck you, no points!
1: (laughs) (laughs) Goddamn.
0: <laughs> that was Chris O'Malley who said that by the way. Um <laughs> No that was me. Uh Chev wins fatality.
3: <laughs> Chevron wins.
1: So Chev just got two wins in a row. Fatality. Chev is Chev
2: turns into a tub of Chobani. Friendship. Again. So wait, wait,
1: wait, after so after Chevy. <laughs> what is on this... Chobani?
0: What, what? I know it's a yogurt, but <laughs>
2: no, it's because his his name is Chevon, and his nickname is Chevy, and he's had friends call him Chevy. And the other day, I was just like thinking about it, and I was like Chevy Chobani yogurt. He's Chobani now. Yeah.
1: He also is comeback McGillicuddy because he got 200 friggin' points last week. Whoa, 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 whoa. he's been here for years. <laughs> so is he now he's got he's to have another win, so that way he's got three, and then he's going to be like, well, that's not enough, I need five, and then he's going to go on like a 12-week losing streak.
0: Hold on, guys, I have a, I have a special guest here, hold on one second.
1: You,
3: Jason Chin. Ha! ha, ha,
1: ha, ha. <laughs> oh, does, wow. He doesn't even get a sound effect to come into the room.
0: No, he, he just rose up from under the bed. That's what he does.
1: Well, during the the pre pre show, Dan, he... Dan Peck was like, "You know what? His entry sucks because all he's <laughs> making about everyone else's entry." And I'm like, "Gee, I wonder if Pat's gonna feel that way too." <laughs>
0: Jay, your entry was like the Triple H Sting match. It's overbooked.
1: <laughs> uh, so in a game where Shin But we love you. On, uh, still one of my best friends. It's also fun to actually, like, poke fun at Shin, because he actually understands that we're doing it out of love. We don't actually mean anything, and he can take a joke. I wish everybody who listened to the show was like that.
0: You can take oh. a dick, you can take a joke.
2: I wonder if, if Shin hates that he's not going to be on episode 99 because he's going to be on episode
1: 100. Uh, that's awesome.
2: Because I know how much it bothers him. Other than, like when we weren't on episode 52 <laughs> like when, in one year. <laughs> like how we have
1: five specials. And they don't count. Fish- they're not numbered. <laughs> Right, they're not numbered in canon. We've all, we've done over 100 episodes at this point, but nope, this is 96, lol. Yes, but
2: otherwise this would be 101. But nope,
1: well, not canon. Alright guys, by music or it's by music?
2: Bisexual music.
1: Yes. Well, that was the end of the show, but uh, guys... We got our 100th episode, Spectacular, coming up in four weeks. Wow! a month, bruh.
2: And then two-year anniversary two weeks later. Two years!
1: Yeah, this is gonna be big! So, uh, make sure you guys keep tuning in and supporting us and all that other fun stuff. And if you have an idea for a Points Are Buried, I would love to hear it. Message me on the Facebooks. And let me know what your idea is. And if I like it, we'll roll with it. Bro. But until then, I am Chris O'Meally. That is Dan Peck. And that is Pat McDermott.
3: And that's the Laundry Line. Cause Stonefold said...